In November 2015, the Black Student Union and Allies in Pride and the D.A.R.E. Collective submitted a list of demands to USD with respect to racial, social justice, and other issues. The proximate cause of these demands were the murders of Michael Brown and Eric Garner in 2014, the lack of any criminal or civil charges against the police officers who killed them, and the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement across the country and the world. The last paragraph of the students' demands specifically highlighted USD's change-making designation and stated, quote, we too are USD, and out of revolutionary love, challenged the university to honor its commitment to justice, unquote. So my immediate reaction to these demands was to work with um, some colleagues to host a panel discussion um, on what USD and the Hub specifically could do to respond to these demands. Um, I'd been in my job about a year and a half at this point. Without talking to any, without talking to any students involved, <laughs> I prepared for this panel by carefully categorizing all the ways USD has sought to address these concerns in the past. I was also ready to share my insights as to how much USD had changed since I was a student here in the late 1980s and early 1990s. Surely I figured the students would appreciate the fact that change had and was occurring slowly and that this institutional history would only benefit their own efforts. With my notes ready and with a room full of students, staff, and faculty, we opened the panel discussion with introductions. Uh, but before one person was able to speak on the panel or introduce themselves, we were interrupted by students who <clears throat> challenged the very premise of a faculty-led panel to discuss their demands. Rather than being seen as an ally to the students, it seemed as though the hub and myself were seen as part of the institutional structure set up to at worst block change or at uh, the best to slow it down. The, the panel never happened. Um, we listened and then we all went home. And I left feeling um, upset and confused. I mean, didn't the students realize that as director of the hub, I was their ally and um, didn't they know how much I appreciated their voice and their concerns? I'm not really sure what happened next. I was trying to go through this today, but I, I know I felt a bit paralyzed. Uh, but it did create the space for me to stop acting, to stop planning to stop discussing, to stop defending, and to just start listening. It's embarrassing for me to admit, <laughs> super embarrassing, um, but this event marked for the first time in my career and in my life, I think, that I truly understood what it meant to, quote, center oneself at the expense of others. At the time, I saw myself playing a pivotal role at the center of a movement that was really not mine to start with. I saw my position as a faculty member and as the director of the hub as part of the solution rather than as part of the very system that the students viewed as problematic. I did not see my whiteness, my maleness, my faculty-ness, my tenuredness. I did not see my own privilege or my own positionality and how this complicated my efforts to be part of this social change on campus. And next is what you've all been waiting for, the section where I tell you how I figured all this out. <laughs> and unfortunately, this is a challenge that I haven't yet, quote, solved. The good news, I guess, is that I'm more aware of my inclination to want to take action, to lead, to be at the center of social change on campus. Um, I do try to check myself now, but the process has not and is not and will not ever be linear. While I've learned a lot in the last seven years or so, I still mess up um, a lot, just ask most people here. <laughs> but I, I do truly believe that if there's going to be sustainable change on campus, it will only come with student energy. It will only come with student critique, and it will only come with spaces that are autonomous from USD structures of power. 